This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. I am so excited to talk about Third Love today, even though I have to be quick. Hey, Third Love has a new wireless bra. It's the classic wireless 24-7 bra, and it's great. Does that mean it connects to your Wi-Fi network? <laughs> no, but I was wearing it all day yesterday. So comfortable. And I got to say, my silhouette looked fine. I believe it. So if you want to get your wireless bra or any bra from 3rd Love free for 30 days, just $2.99 for shipping, go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. Find your perfect fit and try it free for 30 days. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show that goes to Tokyo, eats everything delicious, and you still can't have any. (laughs) Yes, we are recording live. I mean, we are alive. We are alive. We are recording from Matthew's bedroom (laughs) in this uh, two-bedroom apartment that we have Airbnb'd in Nakano, Tokyo. Yes, we want to make very clear we're not sharing a bed, except that right this moment we are. Yeah, right. But we're both sitting up. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. Just just like God intended. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. No, anyway, this this room we determined had the best acoustics of the uh, the entire apartment. Yeah, that's what I've been and... telling all the ladies. This My bedroom has the best acoustics. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so uh, so here we are. We're both sitting on like a futon. And uh, what do you call these doors in front of us? These like sliding door thingies. I think they're just sliding doors. They're, they're not like shoji or fusuma. They're just sliding doors. Bummer. Okay. Well, anyway, so um, Matthew and I started planning this trip only about two months ago Matthew like on a whim I think Matthew was looking for a reason to come to Tokyo and mm-hmm. I was just sort of his excuse yeah you were actually the the closest person I was just ready to, to like grab someone on the street <laughs> yeah anyway you found us reasonable tickets and here we are speaking of which when we were on our way to here uh, and we were at LAX we were getting off the plane <laughs> And uh, I saw in front of me a big poster for the new Fast and Furious ride at Universal Studios. And Matthew loves the Fast and Furious I, franchise. I fucking love the Fast and Furious franchise. So I turned around and said to the person standing behind me, <laughs> who I believed would be Molly, will you go on the Fast and Furious ride with me at Universal Studios? It was some random lady. <laughs> yeah, I was like three people back. <laughs> so so let this be a lesson to everyone. And yeah, she completely ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
anyway, so yeah, we are, this is our last full day in Tokyo. We have been here for five days. Something like that. And um, last night we were sitting at this little tiny bar uh, in our neighborhood called Bar Victoria. Yes. Tiny, tiny little place. Uh, this was after, or was it before, we checked out the ladies-only um, upstairs bar called Cynical Hold. Wait, was it Cynical Hold? Cynical, Cynical Hold. Bond. Oh, Cynical Bond. Yes. Uh, we cannot figure out whether, whether is it is it a lesbian I bar? I it was a is lesbian it, okay. bar. Yeah, it had a sign on the door that said, sorry, man, women only. Right. And that's that's not the the first women only or like uh, women first experience that we've come across. Cause, no, uh, but this one had the best name. Yes. Uh, we. I was too nervous. I really should have gone in. Yes. It's not too late. You could do it tonight. I could. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll I, go into I, Cynical Hold. I, I'm putting this out. Cynical like, Bolt. Cynical Bond. <laughs> Cynical in front bond. of all the listeners, uh, I challenge Molly to go into cynical bond tonight. I want to hear what it's like. <laughs> okay, but anyway, we last night we went to a little tiny bar in the neighborhood called Bar Victoria, which I, I loved that place. It was delightful. It was totally delightful. The guy gave us these rice crackers with like can tiny canals of cream cheese with some I don't know what on earth we ate last night. Some weird cream cheese with stuff in it. Was it was good. It was. I good. liked it. Anyway, but we were discussing what our Tokyo show might be. And and we decided to shape it around. Well, I don't know, Matthew. Why don't you explain? Well, as as longtime listeners know, we end every show with our classic segment. <laughs> what have we learned? Yeah, uh, where we go through and very solemnly review point by point mm-hmm. the the scientific lessons, the morals. Yep. The ethics, yes, uh, all of the the, the, the whole journey points. that we take you through on every episode of Spilled Milk. Um, I think it's probably most people's favorite segment. Yes, and so this entire episode, the Tokyo episode, is a what have we learned? <laughs> yep. Episode. So we're gonna, I think, just kind of kick it back and forth and and share things that we've learned about Tokyo, about Japanese food, about each other. Yeah. Um. And uh, would you like to start? No, I'd like you to start. Okay. So something I've learned is that Molly, <laughs> if you're if you're living with Molly, she's gonna want to make sure that you have the very <laughs> latest up to the minute reports on her menstrual and bowel status. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The less said about this, the better. Well, and I'm talking to you, oh, Molly. Oh <laughs> man, I just feel a need to explain all no, of actually, it. No, actually, it's fine. It, it's made me feel um, closer to you than I ever wanted to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, for for all the 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 people listening to our show who have a menstrual cycle, I was traveling, which is way more than it's it's, it's a way distinct more than people majority. who don't have yes. a menstrual cycle uh, among listeners. Our flight to Tokyo was on day two of my period. Oh, and we're gonna I, we're gonna go here. Yeah, and I'm just gonna leave it at that because I think all the menstrual cycle havers will understand the the difficulty that I was in. And I now understand it, too. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) uh, you know, for my part, so we mentioned that we are taping here in Matthew's bedroom. Matthew is, like, really messy. He is extremely messy. I I just wouldn't have pictured this because he's, you know, he's kind of a... A, a put together looking dude in a in a, a casual Seattle way. Yep. But boy, is he hiding his messy underbelly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've you've seen my messy underbelly at at the nude beach. Yeah. Um, yeah. I but I think I'm doing a good job of keeping it confined to my room and not letting it spill over yes, too much. And I appreciate that. I, I don't think I knew I was as messy as I turned out to be because usually when I'm when I'm here or or like on a trip anywhere, I'm like sharing the room with with 
at least one member of my family. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you have to be considerate. Right. I, I, which, uh, when and you're now, traveling with me, you just I don't do have not, to be considerate no. at all. Yeah, we're not, we're not trying to, to impress each other. We're not trying to treat each other like humans. No, I don't know. No. Um, you know, the, the other thing that I want to talk about that I encountered straight off the plane, and I'm sure that we have some listeners uh, who can I- explain why this is so. So the, the beer Asahi, which is from Tokyo, um, which I'm sure many Americans are familiar with from sushi bars and stuff. It has such a creamy head. Like, I think in the States, I mostly encounter Asahi in a can, but here it is generally poured into a nice, cold, frosty mug. It's usually on tap. Okay. And it has this wonderful, so cream, like, like it feels like whipped cream against your upper lip it when really you does. take a sip of it. It is so delightful. And the first night we were here... Uh, fresh off the plane, we you know we headed to the hotel, dropped off our bags, and before we could get too sleepy, we went out to <laughs> a, a yakitori restaurant. And um, wait, oh, did you mean T O O sleepy? Because I I, <laughs> no. I heard it as as before we can before get to sleepy, <laughs> like T O sleep, like no, I meant it as T O O. I absolutely okay. Before we could get to sleepy. I need, I need to go to Sweepy. I'm going to ride the fast train to Sleepy Town. <laughs> no, anyway, um, we went out to a yakitori place in the neighborhood, which we'll talk more about in a second. Yeah. The the first thing to cross my lips was uh, this delicious cold beer. And I'm sure that, that some of it was, you know, just the jet lag. But I have since, pretty much every day, had at least one of these beers. And I cannot get over how delightful like with all of my senses the head on this beer is now are you sure it's been asahi every time because in my experience i think i I guess it's always in an asahi mug uh oh then it is okay um i guess that's what we've been encountering because like sapporo and and uh like they they also have creamy heads no 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 they they don't don't okay diminish my experience matthew I I wonder if we can like tour the Asahi beer factory. I bet I that's a thing. I think it's late. too late now, but But anyway, I'm sure our listeners can tell me that that they know why this is so, like these even fine bubbles, I guess maybe from the the from the fact that it's on tap. You know, I'm going to say it's surfactants. Oh yeah, surfactants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, it's been really a, a sensory pleasure. Yeah, I believe um last night Molly pushed her mug of beer toward me and said, um, I you have to taste my cream. <laughs> no, I think my I think I you said have to, you have to taste my creamy head. Okay, that's more like it. Yeah. Okay, my, my turn? Yeah, your turn. Uh we tried to go to uh, Bar New York at the Park Hyatt Hotel, which is the bar seen in the movie Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had never been there. And we had the most appalling misadventure trying to get there. It was, I feel like we experienced the the same kind of culture shock or more yes, so than Bill the Murray. people in the movie did. Yeah. So, so basically we had been out at dinner and then we took a bus. Yes. Um, and I think probably most patrons of that bar get there by bus, don't you? Do you think because they don't ever go underground and use the subway? Right. Yeah. Um, anyway. Well, no, I was thinking because they, they use their, their limo or as, as, uh, oh, Squarespace you were calls joking. it, their dot limo. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So, um, we got off the bus and it, you know, like Shinjuku is this weird area. I, I just, I think I thought that it would be more bustling, sort of like Nakano, like a, you know, a normal part of town where people live their normal lives. But this was like a, a wasteland of high rises. Uh-huh. 
and dark. It was dark. It's quiet. And we turned the wrong way. And instead of going in, I mean, we thought we, we didn't feel like we were lost. We thought we knew where we were going. But yeah. instead of going in the front entrance of the building, we went in the back entrance and it, like entered the building onto this level that I'm sure during the day is bustling with people. But it was just us and a security guard and like like bright fluorescent lights in a space as big as a football field. Yeah, it with was really like, tall ceilings, and there was just no one around. Yeah, it, the the light and the and the space was such that like you could sort of like smell the the post apocalyptic metallic funk. Yes, exactly. Uh, and the security guard told us, "Oh, to get into the hotel, you have to go in through the deli." <laughs> so bizarre it really felt like I, I expected him to say that you you open the door in the wardrobe and go out the other side exactly. or something yeah it was like it was like we were doing narnia backwards kind yes. of so uh we so so aslan told us to go in through the through the uh <laughs> deli which turned we, out to be correct and I, I what kind of deli was that it was like all the every single furnishing was like beautiful high polished dark brown wood oh, with like <laughs> precious pot de fouille items and and artisan rice crackers you were expecting cats's yeah i was totally expecting some like corned beef yeah i'll have I'll have what she's having. Mm -hmm. uh, so we we get up into the hotel. You have to like take up it, take an elevator, and then like walk through and find another elevator. And then we got up there, and they said uh, it it'll be a thirty minute wait. And we were like, we can't handle this. We're going home. Yeah, and it was on a Sunday night, and it was just mobbed with well healed yeah. young uh, foreigners. Yeah, we are not healed at all. We we had no heels. Um, but we did get to see the view for free, so I think we got our money's worth. That was pretty great. It was definitely worth it. And I have to say that, um, so so as Matthew was saying, there were there were many uh, elevator rides involved in this. I think that the main entrance to the hotel was like on the 41st floor of this building or something. But anyway, in walking from one elevator to another elevator to go up to the bar, you pass through this area that is like a pseudo library yes. kind of thing. And be sure and stroke the wood of the library shelves. It's so, so soft. I would argue be sure and not go there. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Anyway. All right. Fine. This episode is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. We're naturally curious, and you know, we're always looking for fun new ways to learn, aren't we, Matthew? Yes. You know what I am naturally curious about? No. <laughs> our universe. Oh my God, me too. Uh, and you know who knows more about our universe than any other person? Guess. You. No, absolutely not. Uh, somebody on the Great Courses Plus. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh, I was Maybe about you've to, heard of him. You know, I was about to say Neil deGrasse Tyson, but then I thought, um, w w like, I probably shouldn't cross brand things. Guess here. what? Neil deGrasse Tyson teaches a course on the Great Courses Plus. It's really? called My Favorite Universe. Guess which universe is his favorite? The Milky Way. That's a galaxy. This universe <laughs> that we're living in that contains the Milky Way and Clearly, so much I other need to shit. Watch more you need to watch this and you'll plus. find out what is a galaxy. And I also want to say that it's only nine o'clock in the morning when we're taping this. That's true. I mean, Neil deGrasse Tyson is <laughs> dumb as butts at nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's still dumb. Neil deGrasse Tyson is still a thousand times smarter than us put together. At any but, time of day. So, uh, you know, if you want to find out about quasars, if you want to find out about galaxies, nebulas, all kinds of stuff. Uh, black and you holes. Find out, are there black holes? Of course there are black holes. There's a whole lecture about about like what happens if you fall into a black hole by mistake. It's not good. Wait, it really? Well. There's yes. a whole lecture about it? Yes. 
Oh my gosh. So, okay, wait, Matthew, how can I get a hold of this lecture? Okay, well, you're going to go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk, and you will get a free month where you can watch that whole thing and pay nothing for your first month if, uh, if that's the kind of cheeky person that you are. But you have to go to our special URL, and that's thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk. And let's M-I-L-K. be clear. It's not all nebulous. There are there are oh. classes on photography. There are classes on cooking. Okay, so get get your requirements covered. Go to thegreatcoursesplus.com/milk. <laughs> My turn. So okay, the exact opposite of the New York Bar and Grill at the Park Hyatt Tokyo is this wonderful little beer bar here in the neighborhood where we've been staying, Nakano. This bar is called the Nakano Beer Kobo. Which means like beer workshop. And it is a brewery, actually. So for all of you um, American um, beer lovers who are probably expecting these like giant vats, you know, and the fancy like micro brew, gorgeous polished setup. No, no, no. There was like a window at the back with like some big like 40 gallon soup pots. Yeah, I was I was confused by that because I remember like going to brew pubs growing up and there's always like a big metal uh, stainless steel that thing. No, 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 no. No, this was like a window into like a glorified walk in in the back that had uh, some big stock pots. Yes. But anyway, we each had one of the beers that they make there. They were delicious. But the best part is that so so the majority of the seating in this bar, which is probably 12 seats, mm-hmm. is like a like loft style. It's like a, it's like a treehouse. Like you climb up a little ladder to a loft that they've built out of like two by fours that overlooks the bar. And it's your own private like tatami seating. But there's nothing posh about it. Nothing. Um, it's bare, unfinished wood. And the best part is that when you get the food that you've ordered, your bar snacks, we got some fried octopus and some pickles. The the guy who brings it over to you, like sort of passes it up to you on your platform. And it feels like mom bringing out snacks when you're like in your tree house. Yes. And like passing them up. And but uh, he was like much more uh, like upbeat about it than mom would have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was a delightful experience, and I would like to see more bars in the States uh, getting out the old two-by-fours and uh, plywood and building lofts. I mean, think of how many more customers you could fit. That's think true. Think of the liability point. as well. Yeah, think about how many think customers are going to go drinking. crashing down onto the heads of other customers. <laughs> Falling. Oh, and on the first floor, like all the, you said seating, but on the first floor, it's all standing. Right? Oh, that's true. Um, that's true. Standing bars are a big thing in Japan, and it's uh, it's fun. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was a total delight. I feel like um, if I ever opened another bar, which I won't, I would definitely make it treehouse style. Yes. Um, and I'm sure that will pass code inspection. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So my next thing, what have I learned? Uh, I learned that you can crack an egg directly into hot oil. Uh, like like a vat, like a copper cauldron. A cauldron, yes. It was it was the black oil. cauldron, only it was copper. Yes. But there was magic afoot. So tell people where we did this. Okay, so we went to a tempura place called Tenske in um in uh the Koenji neighborhood, uh, which seems to be a, like a really well known popular place because people line up even at like weekday lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh and 
their signature item is the the uh, tempura poached egg. So the the cook cracks an egg or a couple of eggs into the hot oil and then flings the eggshells over his shoulder into the trash. And if he catches you watching him while he's doing this, he does this like very um, movie star kind of like snap and wink at you kind of thing. Uh-huh. I want it's this job. delightful. I want to, I want to be that guy. Um, but anyway, these eggs are incredible. Um, they are perfectly cooked, so the yolk is runny, and it's this beautiful bright orange yolk. And um, the white is is kind of fluffy, but perfectly and, and perfectly cooked. No then, run, no runny whites. Yeah. And then they have taken like uh, tempura bits, and they've thrown them into the into the cauldron. I think there was a the sign egg. on the outside of the restaurant that said <laughs> no runny whites. <laughs> yeah. But they let us in anyway. Yeah. Anyway, um, but so when they lift this egg out, this is not just like a, an egg that's been cooked in a vat of hot oil. It also has gotten these tempura bits stuck to it because they were flung into the oil with uh-huh. it. And I think this works sort of like on the same principle as how all the Cheerios, the last few Cheerios, all stick together in the cereal bowl. Like all the tempura bits just kind of cling together with this egg yeah. for safety. It's it's so perfect. And then they serve it on a bowl of rice with, with some like tempura dipping sauce ladled over it. It is delightful. Uh, and the it was part of a lunch special that was that plus like eight other tempura items and soup. It was so much food. Well, the best part is that when we sat down, Matthew, uh, and I couldn't understand any of this, but Matthew apparently <laughs> ordered us each the lunch special and then also wanted to add on some individual pieces of, of other things. And the the cook was like, no, 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 no. He was right. What a delightful experience. I, I feel like I've, I've been doing like, uh, I, I'm trying to rein it in, but I've been doing a lot of like, I probably know better than this local person. Like the like when someone gave us directions to uh, to the subway that we were looking for. Yeah, and Matthew turns to me and he's and like, like, he's I like, don't think that's right. I don't think no she's way. right. Yeah. I mean, I know she works in this store here in the subway station, <laughs> but she doesn't know where that platform is that I'm looking for. Right, so listeners, guess which one of us was right. <laughs> yep. Um, we'll just we'll just leave it to uh, your imagination. So um, uh, speaking of uh, things that are just like so unassumingly awesome. Let's talk about convenience stores, Matthew. Okay. So, so they are called Combini. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it looks like the 7-Eleven of one's dreams. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. And, Including and, oh, 7-Eleven is one of them. Yes. Uh, but there's also Lawson's, which is my personal favorite uh-huh. because they uh, sell coffee under the brand Machi Cafe. Uh, which I accidentally called Matcha Cafe because I'm so awesome. Uh-huh. And uh, it's my favorite convenience store coffee. It's also the only one I've had. <laughs> uh, but it's very good. It's very good. I'm drinking some right now. Um, anyway, so basically it's like a convenience store in the States, except that... Except it's not. Except it's, it's in not Japan. at all because it's in Japan. It also has um, a whole like Muji section. Uh-huh. Selling like, you know, a, a small selection of Muji pens and clothing. Uh, it has these great umbrellas with clear plastic, you know, umbrella tops so that you can see people. What do you as call the top part of the umbrella? What do you call it? Like the, the canopy. Really? Is that right? Uh, I love it. I, I hope okay. you look so surprised that I might have actually come up with the correct word. Uh-huh. Anyway, because when you're in a sea of people, for example, at Shibuya Crossing, mm-hmm. that famous intersection where like 3,000 people cross every crossing or something. Yeah. 
y- you are you you need to be able to see through your umbrella to see all the people who are approaching you. That's right. Right? That That is the reason, isn't it? And yeah, there are a lot of people with opaque umbrellas there also. But those people but are... But those people do not survive the crossing. No, they don't. But anyway, so uh, the best part about the Combini is that they all have bathrooms that yes. are like reasonably clean and like fully equipped sometimes with like a heated toilet. Uh-huh. And that you can just walk in there and use it without even buying anything and it's like okay. Yes, some of them have signs that say please use our toilet. That I've never seen a sign like that anywhere else. No. No one wants me to use their <laughs> toilet ever. Uh yeah, that's true. Um <laughs> as we covered earlier. Uh I don't know, maybe maybe I should put up a sign at my house. I just, just took like, a, I just took a sip of my Machi Cafe. Don't uh-huh. make me spit it out. Yeah, I've got the mocha. The, yeah, if if you go, if you come here, like get get Ooh, my the mouth uh, just made a, a, a Machi Cafe sizzling sound. noise. Yeah. Uh, get get the mocha. It's like the least sweet mocha I've ever had. It's amazing. It's really good. So anyway, yeah, the the oh my gosh, and on the way here. On the the plane, uh, so everyone should know, of course, by this point, that I love gummies. Uh-huh. And uh, I said to Matthew, like, are there a lot of gummies in Japan? And he was like, no, no, <laughs> not really. Okay. I, every... I, wasn't, I wasn't, like, doing a bit. I actually hadn't noticed that there were many gummies. Okay. Not only are there a lot of gummies, but every single kombini, of which there is, like, one every block, has an entire gummy section. An entire gummy section, and most of them are sour gummies, which are the yes. best gummies. Including, uh, we, we found one called uh, Chibi Gummies. Well, no, and that's not what they were called. Wait, 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 but it said Chibi on them. Oh, it did? I yeah. thought you just came up with that yourself. Oh, no, I don't give me that much credit. Oh, I thought they just said sour. No, it said like chib- sour Chibi Gummies. A chibi is like small and pudgy and cute. And so Matthew made up a jingle. Take it away, Matthew. Chibi, 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 Gummy, Gummy, Gummies. Chibi, 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 gummy, gummy, gummies. Yep. We have been singing the stupid jingle that I made up for like three days now. We have also had a type of gummy called hard-boiled fettuccine. Yep. We had one called tough gummy. Mm-hmm. We had... Oh, yeah, hard-boiled fettuccine. You know, like how <laughs> how you order it at a fettuccine restaurant? <laughs> yes. Like, would you like that hard-boiled or soft-boiled? Um, they also have these ones that... Uh, so it, it, the name of it looks like the word pure with an accent aigu on Mm -hmm. the uh on the e so basically it's like puree yeah um and they're delicious heart-shaped sour gummies Mm -hmm. yeah you can really taste the love anyway but every single kombini has like an entire gummy section you are welcome world I, I feel like I've been hornswoggled here because you said we were not going to talk about gummies on oh, this I'm episode. I'm sorry, and I did, and now okay. we're talking. About, no, it's okay. 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 I wanted to talk about gummies, but you said no, and now look who started the gummy talk. Okay. Anyway, so go chibi, on. Chippy, 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 gummy, gummy, gummies. <laughs> uh, okay. I uh, something I learned is that squid legs are not the same thing as squid. I think they come from the same animal. But we went to um. Uh, so Molly wanted to go to this famous fabric store called Tomato. Yep. And uh, it's... It's in the Nippori Fabric District. Yes, and I was... I mean, how excited did I seem to to go to a fabric district? I would say you seemed resigned to your fate. That's exactly the word that I would use. Yes. Uh, So we went to the fabric district, and uh, my friend Maha, who who sells um, Amish-inspired clothing... Um, and we'll put 
put a link to my friend Maha's website. We can do that, right? Yeah. Uh, she said she goes to Tomato all the time, and she always goes to this little soba place called Ichiyoshi um, that uh, it's all standing at the counter, and you have to order really fast, and it's like, a, you know, the soba soup Nazi. And uh, so we, we went to this place, and their signature item is uh, fried, like, t- they top the soba in broth with fried squid legs. And I look on the menu, and I'm like, oh, it says uh, ikaten, so like uh, tempura squid. That must be the thing. So I, I say, okay, we would like uh, uh, the uh, soba with um, some, uh, some like fried eggplant and the ikaten. And, uh, and she's like, the, the woman at the counter is like, no, we don't have that. We're out of that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so I said, okay, let's, we'll have fried mushrooms instead. And so we are handed our bowls of steaming hot soba and we, we move to a little counter about 18 inches from where we ordered. And just over my right shoulder is this big, like, plexiglass. Plexiglass. Yep, plexiglass. <laughs> plexiglass. I think that's a that's a villain from like Attack on Titan. <laughs> a big plexiglass display box of different types of tempura that are just waiting to be put into your soup, and like the entire thing is filled with squid legs. Yes, so like squid legs as far as the eye could see. Yep, and it turns out yeah, squid legs are called gesso. So you have to say gesso, not ika. Perfect. Uh, and so I'll remember I, that next time. I really would like to go back to that place sometime and try the squid legs because they looked really good. Yeah, but, uh, but, but then, was, you'd, then you'd have to go to tomato with me again. That is, uh, boy, I, I have never felt more conflicted about anything. <laughs> yeah. Molly Molly bought a lot of fabric. I did. I bought a lot of beautiful fabric. Uh, So the the last thing I feel like we should talk about, this is the only thing we've eaten twice since we've been here. Yeah, that's true. Except that I keep uh, getting uh, pork bun for second breakfast. Oh, at Combini. At the Combini. They have a case, a hot case full of steamed, like Chinese style pork buns. Highly recommended. Mm -hmm. They're less than a dollar each. So the first night we were here, we went out to this yakitori restaurant in Asakusa, which was the neighborhood where we were staying the first night. Matthew had found this place on Tabalog. Mm-hmm, which is like Japanese Yelp. And uh, it was called Torihai. Torihei. Torihei. Uh, and it was a tiny little restaurant that had maybe six seats at the bar and two small tables where they could maybe sit another 10 people. And it was us and a bunch of Japanese businessmen and this one like elderly couple in the corner. Uh-huh. And um, uh, anyway, the cook was was a, a youngish man. And our server and sort of the general kind of spirit of the restaurant was this older woman. And it, that was his mom. Yep. And uh, we had pickles and we had all different types of chicken on skewers. And um, I am just amazed by... How delightful it is to eat things on skewers. Yeah, it's great. I mean, shish kebabs, it turns out, are, you know, a popular food. Yeah, I'm glad glad we discovered this principle that it's fun to eat things on sticks. Um, Anyway, but also, oh my gosh. So one of the things that we ordered was the Pope's Nose. Yes, the the chicken tail, the Pope's nose. Yeah, um, a bunch of them threaded on a skewer, and they get all crispy and uh-huh. fatty and juicy. Uh, but also, there's this thing called negi, which is the word for these Japanese leeks. Yep, they look like leeks, only skinnier, and they are sweet, a little bit less, um, more tender, more than, tender, yeah, yeah, than than our usual leeks. And anyway, uh, I think that like the most lovable of all the skewers is um, chicken thigh, little bits of chicken thigh threaded, uh, you know, alternating with bits uh, or little, what am I trying to say? 
little little uh, like one inch lengths of, of negi. Yep. Yes. And the both the chicken and the negi get, get like really like blackened in places <sighs> and like a little crispy and yeah. I I feel like um I I feel like I have only now at the age of of thirty nine mm-hmm. four decades into living really come to appreciate what a grill does for food. Uh, yes, yeah, so we went to a different yakitori place last night um, called Akiyoshi, and mm-hmm. uh, it's a chain place. And uh, we we got like the best seats in the house at the end of the counter, like where we could see everything that was happening on the grill, including a woman who looked just like late stage Michael Jackson. Uh huh. That was that was a little upsetting. It was it was disturbing. But anyway, uh, back to the grill, Matthew. Take it away. Uh, so I mean the 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 sheer magic of the grill management. I mean, I felt like if you if you were yeah. like, uh, and he, he was doing this all with his bare hands, like so. It, it was almost like the grill looked like um, a piano keyboard, sort of. Yes, exactly. Right. It was, um, and but he, the keys were chickens of skewer, no skewers of chicken. They were chicken, <laughs> chickens of skewer. <laughs> that would be a great found name. only in Japan. I'm sorry, my my yakitori place is going to be called Chickens of Skewer. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, it was like he stood there. He had these things perfectly lined up. Um, so all these sticks were pointing toward him. And with his bare hands, he would basically pick up the sticks, many of them at a time between his fingers, and kind of like twist them and flip them over and move them down. Yes. And he would slowly move the skewers from the right side of the grill to the left as they cooked. And when they were finished, they were all the way at the end on the left. Yes. I don't even want to think about like the, the amount of prep that goes into running one of these restaurants oh, because yeah. like every few minutes they would pull out a, a big plastic tub full of chicken skewer raw chicken skewers yes, like different parts a of the chicken hundred of yeah. them yeah. in each tub and just like start putting them on the grill as people ordered them uh it was delightful yeah so we got the the negi mug and the the negi with with chicken thigh um and we got uh chicken skin which was real fatty and good Ooh, and then we got yaki onigiri which are like these little uh you know pudgy tri- chibi Chibi they're, triangles. They're very chibi. They're chibi triangles of rice that have been grilled so they're crispy. And uh, I dipped mine in soy sauce. Chibi, chibi, chibi. Gummy, gummy, gummy. I was thinking oh. chibi, chibi, chibi. Yaki onigiri. This episode was brought to you by Third Love. Look, we know bra shopping can be a drag, right? It can be a total drag. So you know what? Why not do it from your home? That would seem less draggy. Yes, you can go through. I, you know what? I tried the Third Love Fit Finder. I didn't use my actual measurements, but I just wanted to see if it was as easy as I've they say. i it too. It is. It, it was absolutely great. is. It was great. And, and the results made so much sense. Like, they were spot on. Yes. So to get the best fitting bra you've ever owned and try it free for 30 days, go to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. Well, Matthew, what have we learned? I mean, we learned all the things we just said we learned. Okay, <laughs> um, okay. We learned that, uh, I don't know, today we're going to go out and do more. We've been doing so many things every day. I have a bad cold, which is why I sound like this. Um, but You I'm, sound like yourself, dude. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks yeah, a this lot. is what you always say. Yeah. Like. Okay. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> boy, I don't like that character at all. No, no. <laughs> I want that guy to go away and not be in me anymore. So today we're going to go to a tea place. We're going to go to a department store food hall. You, you're tired of us telling you about yeah, things we're I doing mean, in come Japan. On. I, I think what, what I'm saying is. Um, what are you saying? Let's hear it. That we've learned a lot. Okay, great. To about sum each up, other. we've learned a lot about Matthew's each other. Matthew's learned a lot about my menstrual cycle. Uh huh. And what? Have you, and you've learned a lot about um, 
my cavalier attitude toward keeping my room clean. All right. Uh, you can find us online at Spilgmelt. Spilg- <laughs> <laughs> you can find us online at Chicken on a... Or ch- chicken of the Skewer. It's chicken, like Chicken of the Sea. Chicken of the canned yakitori skewers. Do you think you can You're going to love it. Dot chicken as a top level domain? Yes. Uh, we'll, we'll link to um, <laughs> our friend Maha's uh, clothing, uh, online clothing shop. We'll link to uh, some of the restaurants we mentioned. Torihei, um, Akiyoshi, uh, I don't know what else. Maybe we can find uh, a picture Tenske. of the Nakano Beer Kobo. Um, oh, yeah, I bet So we that can. somebody can get to work on uh, on building one in Seattle for yeah, us. Yeah, start building those lofts, people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook. 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 I don't know. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Spilled Milk Podcast. Hey, if you have any stories of being in the post-apocalyptic Twilight Zone that is the Park Hyatt Hotel uh, on a Sunday night from the wrong entrance, hey, tell us about it on Facebook. I bet there are people now who have been trying to find that bar since a couple nights ago who are just wandering around and around in the basement. And they're just looking for, like, Katz's Delicatessen, and they're never going to find it. Mm, Corned beef. Uh, so, and until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Please use our bathroom. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. Uh, check our Twitter feed for up to the second reports on our bodily functions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.